Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 782 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the boys in blue, Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider, both wearing blue t-shirts today. And uh, we're ready. It is Thursday. Plenty to get to. Gable Dan Steveson news. He's been kind of, uh, he comes up on most shows. He came up Tuesday. He came up Wednesday. And um, yeah, I put out a, a tweet from when Gable had DM'd me asking about the final X dates. He, uh, he wanted it out there that he was considering it. And there it is. I don't know if there he's going to accept. I don't have much information beyond this. We, we chatted a little bit back and forth after this, but he gave no indication of a final decision either way. Obviously, huge news if he does come back. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So as I thought about this, like, why would he want it discussed if it wasn't something he was strongly considering? So I have to assume it's Because he loves the attention. Yeah, maybe so, but uh, it's not like, yeah, I don't know. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a tweet I sent. It's not that much attention. He's like, he's like, a, he was, he was literally on WrestleMania. It's not that WrestleMania. much. WrestleMania. Yeah. It, yeah. I, you're kind of right. Like uh, now, I'm like maybe, maybe he's gonna wrestle, but, but why? Why not? I might heard some rumors. I might have heard some rumors, and I'm not maybe not at liberty to discuss. But I, I thought you guys are all full of crap, and now I don't think you're full of crap. Dang. Well, the only reason he would is the Living the Dream Fund, and that he just loves it. Okay, well, I think both those things map. He <laughs> definitely loves wrestling. Clearly, he loves wrestling. But and also like all right, well you kind of know you're gonna make the team, right? Y- yeah, you're probably gonna make team, but Zare looms large. I think that may be yeah. a driving factor for him. But he probably already has his. He probably already got his contract done with you uh, with the WWE. So you know we talk about like if he were to lose at Worlds, would that hurt his uh, marketability? Or uh, and I don't think I don't really think it would at this point. So yeah, because uh, most casual WWE fans. I've never heard the name Zara. I will not tune in. They just know he's an Olympic champion. Yes. NCAA yes. champion. Yep. Yeah. But if he beats Zara, he's like legend status for us wrestling fans. Yes. Not that he's not already legend yeah, status, he's but legend. he's already a legend. It's another rock. Um Christian, uh, not to go off Gable, but uh, well, maybe I'm trying to because I'm just not at liberty to say anymore. Um, these statistics that Joe Caprino sent us. Number one, holy crap! They had to take a lot of time to um put together yeah. Joe Caprino. You're a freaking legend. You need to be hired by the Flow Quant division. Maybe you, you might be the manager of the Flow Quant. Division. I'm not be able to afford him. He's a big, um, big time tech techie guy. But holy moly, they, these are comprehensive. So uh, unfortunately, you guys can't look at these. But he has. Uh, semifinal t- wins by team, by coach, by coach and year. The finals by team, by coach, by finals and year. The seed performance. So I was just looking at the seed performance, and you know which one is like really bizarre. So this would be the semis only. Uh, the eight seed is fifty six percent, which is a, a higher number than the four, the five, the three, or the. Uh, the Six, seven, which I kind of get it because if they're in the semis, that means they've already beaten the one seed. Right. But but nevertheless, they're more likely wrestling the four or the five. So is there something about that momentum, right? Because they got the eight seed, which means they're worse than the four or five. So they have, is there something about that momentum that, that gets them juiced up after beating the one that gives them the confidence to beat the, the four or the five? Yeah, maybe... Uh... Okay, so the way I would take it is if the eight can beat the one, does that speak to largely that, that, that a, or that a weight is just very combustible combustible in general, that a one could lose? And it was very, yeah. The for some seeds, they're like pretty locked in, like based on like how they perform for the year. And some of the years, it's like a little yeah. bit more, the, the weight's more wide open or the seeds were sure. bad, but, um, I think it may, maybe would would indicate that. Where do you 
Um, we actually can pull this in if we wanted, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it, the other one that's fascinating, which I mean, it, you know, this should be pretty obvious, I feel like, but say the two and the three, which are on the bottom side, when they make the finals versus a higher seed, which would obviously have to be one, they average about 28% winning. But when they make the finals versus the lower, so if the one gets upset, they're like 65%, right? So the you know, the the one is obviously and the one's winning percentage would be 75% in the finals and 81% in the semis. So the one is they do a pretty good job of picking one number ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um are we done talking about Gable Dan? I think we should be. There's a question. Why are you we scared? Talk about. I just don't want to say some stuff I heard. I don't know that I'm at liberty what to did say you hear? it. You don't have to say. Uh, who, I, I got a big mouth sometimes. Yeah, you do. So do I. So I, I'm trying to prevent myself. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Let's just see this. If Gable wins a world title this summer and comes back to NCAs and wins, where does he rank among America's all-time wrestlers? This is from Jim. I mean, he's already he's already so high. He's what I mean. Did you guys you made that list after the Olympics? Where did you guys put him? Um, I don't recall right now. I don't remember. He was top twenty, wasn't he? No, no way. Really? We didn't have him that high. I, um, where's the list? I wish we could just see the list, but I don't believe I've tried to search it before and I couldn't find just. The, I think the it list. exists. It does exist. Kyle Klingman. He's 30, 37. 37. That low? You guys are bums. Credentials. Because he only has the one <laughs> Olympic. And and at that time, one NCAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, which a lot of people have. So it would be three NCAAs and a world and Olympic. 37. And... I mean, he's one behind yeah. Kendall Cross. Um, probably go to the top 15. You better not have any Greco guys above, no. That would annoy me. <laughs> I'm sure we do. <laughs> better not. Um, I bet Rulon's ahead of him. You know we have. Uh, you know who's number forty-two? I don't know. Logan Steber. <laughs> the numbers are by. Uh, did not make the list yet. But what would Logan Steber have been as a sophomore in college? Uh, he on the probably fiftieth. <laughs> they would have been get out of here. Would have been on the list. Fifty-two. No, yeah. Um, no, the thing happened that made Ben. Remember how Ben was like, "I don't want to do this because people just get mad at me." And then Frank. Then what is, is Steber mad at me now? No. Are you mad at me? No. Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Ro- Roman wasn't happy with me. I think he, he was mostly ha! mostly yeah, pretty cool about that. it, but he texted we- me. Like, oh you were God. so aggressive about it, Christian. You were like, "I was." You guys are idiots. You know, so I don't. Dumb. I, I don't think I said. I sure hope I didn't say that. I don't think I said those words. And you often try to put words in my mouth. Maybe that was the sentiment. <laughs> I was totally nonplussed by the entire situation. I had just had no expectation that that would have been y'all's conclusion. That's all I'll say about it. Um, Fair enough. Okay. So Gable, if he does that, if he wins worlds, he beats Zari, and he adds another. So he beats, so he's beaten an Olympic champ, Akul. Um, he had won the Olympics. He beat Petrushvili, a, a multiple world champ. And then if he can beat the reigning world champion, it is kind of like, I mean, he he really cements himself. You you can maybe disagree with this, but maybe he, does he cement himself as like the best heavy of the last. How do you weigh? I mean, we already we already say. I think we all already say. Gable, the Gable that I saw last month. Uh, if we have him and any other American heavyweight in their prime wrestling each other, we have a time machine. I'm likely betting on Gable. That that's um, a fact. I say that about almost any current like world team member. Oh, I, I don't say. That. I mean, no, I not me. Almost this um, team, this team against like any other. 74, yeah, I mean, they probably beat him in whatever. dual meet. But, okay, anyway, let's just say, let's just say, just talk about Gable. Gable versus anyone else, I'm betting on Gable. Um, as far as longevity, I mean, Bruce, if you're going to say, you know, Bruce has what, 13 world medals and four mm-hmm. world championships? Like, that, that's a boatload. Uh, it's really hard to uh, catch up with that unless you're just going to say, because Gable did it so soon and so impressively and looks so much different than anyone else that we're just bumping him up. 
despite not having more credentials, which I, hey, I'm kind of go with that. I'm okay with it if you guys want to do that. But if not, I understand. There's also something to be said for running it for several like years. 15 years? When you do it versus... Like Bruce did? Well, yeah, well, yeah, but Bruce didn't win, like, consecutively. Like, there's something did to he? be said. I, I don't know. Did he ever win consecutive world titles? He won four. I don't know. I'll look it up. I don't know okay. either. Actually, off the top of my head. But the fact that Gable did it with so few losses, and obviously Bruce took did Bruce quite a take few losses? losses. I mean, at Worlds. But uh, I don't... But he, I don't went, he won 92 and 93. And he won 84, of course. 84. Yeah. Did he win 85? Doesn't look like it. So he, he won 86, though. So he took bronze in 85, won in 86. So, I mean, he, he was right there to win, essentially. So let's see. His first world medal was 83 in Kiev. And so 83, 84, 85, 67, 88, 89, 90. 91, it looks like he did not medal. But then... 92, 93, 94, 95, 96. So from 83 to 96, he medaled every year except 91. That's really insane. That's insane. When you think about like, the longevity of that, I mean, even we're, we yesterday we were talking about like how we have all these guys right now that are having longevity like almost no one in history. They ain't close to Bruce yet. I know. It's crazy. They're not close. I mean, get, freaking Jordan would have to go with seven more world championships. Oh, my word beat him can you believe that that's insane so yeah I, it's you think about um it is so hard to when you're the guy that the world is trying to beat for so many years it gets it has to get harder and harder and harder which yeah. puts bruce's the the time between his titles he won in 84 and he won in 95 that's crazy no, no, jo- yeah jordan won yeah. in uh 2011 he won in 2021 that's really, really freaking insane. Um, yeah. But so for Gable, so Gable's argument, I think, that can really kick him up is like how he, where he fits internationally as well as, as you know, is he the best heavyweight of the last 20, 30 years? Um, it's possible. He's certainly going to, if he if he were to win Worlds and beat Zare, then he will have gone through Akul and Petriashvili and Zara. Oh, you're talking about anyone in the world? Yeah, not just Americans right now for, for heavyweight. Yeah, which I think is a is a um, that's a feather in your cap. That's something that can notch you. How you how you compare domestically is one thing, and how you compare to the world over an era I think should matter a lot as well. Okay, so and, if you put that in the last twenty years, let's just say from the year two thousand, you put the best heavyweights from the world in a bracket. Who'd you put? Probably Agul and Petrozilli would probably both make that. And then who else? I mean, Makov maybe is in there. Uh, T- Ty Mazoff is really the... No. The... Hell no. No. Just <laughs> stop. Ty Mazoff got busted twice. He ain't getting no medals. He's out. You're out. He, does he have, cheated he twice. Does. You're it's out of untr- the damn bracket. It's untrue that he doesn't have medals. He has medals. No. I'm taking them all on this show. This man got busted twice, and we're going to act like he wasn't doing the rest of the time. He's out of the damn bracket. Listen, I am not best. a weak, spineless creature like the International Olympic Committee who can't ban guys who cheat multiple times. Ty Mazoff is not in our bracket. Take that Put word him out in of the your bracket, mouth. though. I mean, just for no, the... No, Christian, don't be weak and spineless like the IOC. I'm not weak and spineless. I'm saying... Well, is... you're acting weak and spineless. We're not putting Ty Mazoff in the bracket. He got well, busted multiple times. Don't you think Gable would beat him? I ain't even talking about it because he's a cheater. And listen to this. Listen to this. Not only did he get busted twice, Christian, the only two times where they actually saved his sample and then had good testing on it, yeah, he got busted. He was yeah. cheating the whole time. There For is sure zero was. doubt about it. There's there's no doubt about it. There's zero. He doesn't yeah. get to be in the bracket. No, he's this out. is an all-natural competition. All-natural. Um so I would say, even still, for I will nope, put him in the bracket. the bracket. No, he's in my no, bracket. It's my bracket. A, he's not our bracket. Gable beat he's him. Gable beats him. Tervel beat him. People forget. Tervel beat Tamezov. That's right, oh he did. God. Go Lopers, uh, he, guys. He's not in our bracket. He's a cheater. Okay. Not in the bracket, but he snuck in. He weighed in. Makov's as... not very good. Uh, Gable no. kills him. No, Gable would absolutely destroy Bilal Makov. So then, who else is even? I mean. Tamezov really did span a couple generations. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you use all kinds of PEDs. 
<laughs> Makes gives you great longevity. Great longevity. Who won I'm the two thousand four? Do you know who won? Two thousand four. Two thousand four uh, would have been the Athens Olympics. I don't know who won. Two. I can look it up. Oh, Tamezov. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. He's don't don't even bring his name up. He's gone. I didn't mean to. The guy's the guy's ageless. Um, because he's on all of the things. Who won in two thousand? All right, I'm looking at that then. Two thousand, probably. Terry McCoy lost to um. Uh, was it Greco Alexis here. Rodriguez? Oh, was it Alexis Rodriguez? Guess who won? Tamezov. Uh, you lie. <laughs> I swear. You are lying. This Wikipedia page. He went back that uh, Tamezov. Okay, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look up his wiki. Wow, stuff this guy's know. a true legend. <laughs> he won I mean he won a lot. He won forever. Oh yeah, he was in the Olympic finals four times. What a beast. He's been disqualified in he's disqualified from eight and twelve. He does not get to keep any of his medals. He's out. Two thousand it says he was silver, but um yes. two thousand four he won. Yeah, wow. he oh he lost to Musubles, uh the Russian, uh, the Russian guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know about him. Um, I remember because I, I was a big Stephen Neal fan, so I remember I was really I was really depressed when Kerry McCoy beat him to make the Olympic team in two thousand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, he's only forty two now. Could could see a comeback. Um, no, I think he's banned for his life for <laughs> different. <laughs> that would be I mean, appropriate. I, I, it's 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 a minimum of a four year ban, if not. All of the bands. Well, I was kidding about him coming back, but um, yeah, what a, what a career he was! Wow, hey, he how was about also this pretty stuff? good. His his mom his mom was probably on the stuff while they were in the womb because in childhood he was doing weightlifting, but when he turned eleven, a freestyle wrestling club opened in his village and he said wrestle. His older brother Timer Timeizov was a nineteen ninety six Olympic champion in weightlifting, competing for Ukraine. Listen, I think you you have something against these the Tamezov genetics. They're just hashtag built different. Um, no, 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 no. He actually literally got disqualified multiple Olympics. Built different and that manifests itself in different ways. That's the only time that they actually save sample, right? So if, if uh, our listeners don't know, in the Olympics they save your sample for up to a decade. So when the the testing becomes better, that you get caught, like this man did. Yes. I'd love to see the videos of Arthur in 2000. You'd think that's available somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I don't so it's know. Gable. How... Gable G- wins. G- yeah, Gable. Gable wins. You could argue Taha and Geno are past our prime. And then mm, you could argue that. Three years ago, does Geno give up however many mm-hmm. points in the last couple seconds? Yeah. Or does he finish a leg lace? A leg lace. Yeah. Or a gut. The guts. Gut wrench. He, fi- he yeah. finished with several gut wrenches. I know. I'm oh. saying, does he get on top again, possibly, and finish things? I think I. the questions I asked, did the, the refs call 4s 4 in the, in the Gable <laughs> Gino match? If they do that, um, then that would change things, too. Akul's got eight world medals. So he's got uh, three world and Olympic uh, golds, two silver, three bronzes. Pretty damn yeah. good. His and his results are not really dropping off that much, that significantly that you can't say yeah. Gable wouldn't have beaten yeah. the best version of Aqua, and he beat him so soundly too. Yeah. I also wonder how Gable, another crack at Gino, what, what that would look like. Would yes, he be more maybe. confident? I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to come back from that if you're Gino. Gino has three. It's like he got smashed. The, the way he lost. Could- that's just that's got to be so devastating. That's got to be motivating, though. I don't. That's got to give you hope, Gino's other actually, than just getting ten owed. Gino's not very old, guys. He was twenty seven at the time of the Olympic finals. I'm not sure if that's true. He looks forty. Well, we don't know. We all. I'll, I'll give you that. What is reported <laughs> was that he turned twenty eight on April first. Yes, which is a literal April Fool's joke. <laughs> it's not as bad as the Russian Independence Day birthday. Oh yeah. Great, great propaganda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good question about Gable. I think he's I think he's up there. I think his argument, if his career is is shortened like we think it's going to be at some point, it's like 
you have to look at just the height of the his peak. powers, how he how he compares. Well, then you could make the same argument for uh, Stephen Neal. Could could you? Yeah, didn't he go to the NFL after like two years, oh, three no, years? He lost it. No, he won his first. He won his first world title. Sorry, I got a sneeze coming. Uh, he won his first world title after his NCAA. So he won the NCAAs in '99, won the worlds that year, and then, but then lost to McCoy to make the 2000 team, and then decided to go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll just play in the NFL now. Win some Super Bowls. I <laughs> uh, guess I'll just be on the Patriots now. Uh, little transfer news. Big transfer news for our, our boy, Stephen Kyle Brackey, hauling in Sam oh, yeah, Hillegas from the transfer portal. Hillegas transferring from Virginia Tech to West Virginia. So good job, West Virginia. Best of luck hey, to Sam Hillegas. I don't know why, but we've been stuck on episode 780 on all of our uh, social medias for a while now. Oh, really? That what it says? Yeah, all week. All week, yeah, it's been 780. It's just our longest episode yet, spanning the course yep. of three days. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that would be. Don't know either. Something to look into after the show. Okay, enough about Sammy Hillegas, says Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, let me, okay, let me look at his wrestle stats and see if no, he should okay. be excited okay. that okay. much. No, no, I'm going to look at <laughs> He's it. had I'm two very him. average years, yeah. like five and two and five and five or something like that. He's got any good wins. I don't know if we should be that excited for Mr. Bracky. Let's see. Listen, get excited. Uh, he beat Luke Kemmer. Luke Kemmer is all right. He beat the West Virginia guy. He beat two West Virginia guys. Dang. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure we should be that excited. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Mm-hmm. He's still got a lot of eligibility left, too. You yes. never know with these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we, Apparently, J.D., did some phenomenon happen to to your phone? What What's going on? It's blown up. We got we got voicemails. Oh yeah, voicemails, baby. D- describe describe it, JD. T- say what happened. Well, normally it- we only get like a handful of voicemails per week, or sometimes even less, you know. And then I go to check the phone this morning, and there's like twenty, thirty. Was it the same person, and he got hammered? No, no, no. Actually, it, it was a bunch of different people. So, so did I don't it not. Know, was a bunch of 420 Did, people calling in, just prank calling us? Uh, I don't think so. 420 pranksters? Um, did they? So did they like wait for a while to come through the system or something? Like were they actually? No, all they're all. They were all recent. Uh, some of them reference stuff from. Wow. Shows. That's weird. It, I, mean, it is. I, I love the voicemails. Let's play them. I know. I didn't even get to check all of them. There were still a couple that I, uh, I didn't get to listen to because I ran out of time this morning. But. Dang. Okay, let's do uh, Parks from Fort Hood. I like that one. All I haven't right. heard it, but I like the uh, the description of it. Hey, my name is Ezell Parks. I'm calling from Fort Hood, Texas. Actually, right down the road from Austin, Texas, where you guys are chorus floor wrestling. Uh, I have a question on your thoughts on Carter Starachi versus Aaron Brooks in the room. And do y'all think Carter gives Jordan a run for his money in the next couple of weeks for World Team Trials? Thank you. So if I had to guess how it goes in the room, I think they're both amazing. Brooks is bigger. So that alone makes me think Aaron probably wins. Aaron probably. Yeah. Aaron probably wins. Um, and then Storacci versus Burroughs, I think it is definitely going to be competitive. I don't, I don't think really? it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's a bloodbath. I really don't. I, uh, okay, so did, what, let's define those things. So I, I want to say it's like a three to five point, pretty controlled. Win. Oh, really? Kinda, yeah, I don't think it's one that's know, like man. a five five. Uh, Jordan wins on criteria type thing. No, and I, I'm I not think sure we're there either. Yet. I could see a scenario where Carter's within two late in the match. You know. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I said three to five, so two's close. Yeah, um, I think you know. Look at his Burroughs. Burroughs I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look back from the. I'm going to look at the trials from last year in September. He had some close-ish matches. He had like a closer one with with Chance, um, which know. you know that's there. definitely notable. Yeah. Well, he lost a Chance. No, 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 no. I'm saying Jordan had a closest oh, match with Chance, as I recall, and I, th- I think I think Carter's probably higher level than, than him. Mm, dang it! Flory is pissing me off. I clicked on. 
<laughs> right, I'm gonna get there eventually. I promise. Um. So, but I think I think Burrow's first match. I think I think it'll be tough for Carter to deal with if it gets to the two out of three, which will be a big challenge. So, so Burrow's is going right to final X, though, correct? Correct. So does it have to be at final X? Yes, it would. Does Taraki would get at least two shots at him? Oh, I'll say one is a lot closer than though. So I'll say one Jordan wins handily and the other one's, you know, a real like one point or a close one. I feel like with two shots, I don't I feel like Jordan with, with the with the two matches, I don't know why, but I feel like there's always been like one where it's a lot closer and then one where it's a little more of a gap. Yeah. Um I don't really know why that is. I kinda am with you though. I also can't feel like the brackets either, Ben. Let's see. All right, I got him. I got him. I got him. Let's see. Where is where is Taraki? Who do you lose to? So, oh, we lost to Luhan first round. Yeah, totally that, forgot. That was that. a crazy match. And then Luhan lost to Martinez. Okay. So seven three uh, Burrows uh, over Hydley. Then four one Chance. Uh, he beat Chance, and then five three over Nolf, and then Daringer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he would beat Wick eight four. Remember that match? Yeah. Um. I think Burroughs wins fairly. I think this is something that um, obviously I don't know. It'll be, I, I wish we had 79 kilograms in 2024 also, because I think like by that time it would be a lot closer, mm-hmm. um, but they're not going to have it. So 2023, it'll probably be closer. Carter's going to continue to get better. Uh, 2024, I, I would guess they diverge in weights because I would be very surprised if Carter goes down to 70. Can he make 74 no kg? Way. I don't think so. There, I would say no way, right? Yeah. 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 Of note, Starachi beat Marsteller 7-0 at that tournament. Yeah. But that doesn't mean a lot. He also kind of had, had a he had a 7-3 over Ashworth, which, um, you know, you would have thought that maybe he beat him mm-hmm. more. No question. Okay. Uh, next, next question. Um, do you want to do Adam from Council Bluffs? Sure. Hit him up. Hi, this is Adam uh, M. from Council Bluffs, Iowa, uh, calling uh, for the first time here, long-time listener. Um, just wondering if the uh, with the rise of NIL, if there's going to be any uh, any setbacks possibly with the uh, the progression of women's wrestling, um, or will they they see uh, NIL deals as well? Um, and be able to progress them, or is it going to be a hindrance on everybody, or is it just going to be a straight? So, um, I don't know why it would be a hindrance at all. I agree. In fact, I know what I uh, some of the uh, like women's softball and gymnasts do very well with an eyes right. because they have large social media followings. Yes, Instagram. Um, well, one thing, you know, like Kennedy Blades already has, uh, she's sponsored by Rudis. I think there's uh, there's obviously senior level women that are, already have sponsorships. I, I think the biggest, the biggest concern, I think, for NIL, tr- like there's like the real NIL, which is like companies signing people. <laughs> and then there's like the fake NIL, which is like just paying people to wrestle for their team. And so the fake NIL, which is real and happening there's, there's a very finite amount of resources going to wrestling and wrestling programs. And mm-hmm. if it all gets diverted to the program so you can get the best wrestlers, I do think in that funding that would be going to help support starting a women's wrestling program is now going to making sure a D1 wrestler on the men's team can compete. That could be – I think that could be actually potentially problematic if – Depending on how these teams are coming to be, right, um, and how reliant they are on fundraising, so I hope it has no negative impact. I do think that women can absolutely be the beneficiaries of NIL, yes. and we're seeing it currently. Um, and I, I hope it's not not an impact. Okay. Agreed. Next question. Um, Jesse from Wyoming thinks he knows the greatest NIL deal in college sports. All right, I want to hear that. <laughs> hey, guys. Jesse from Wyoming here. I have a quick NIL question for JD. So, should Runza 
set up in perpetuity for whoever the acting Nebraska heavyweight may be. An NIL deal, and would it be the greatest deal in college sports? Are you all familiar uh, with Runza? I, no. I don't I don't know what, what is he talking about. It is a about, fast baby. food chain located just in Nebraska. I think there might be like one or one in Colorado, one in How Iowa. How do you spell that? R-U-N-Z-A? Yes. And people in Nebraska love it. It is just all right. From Lincoln, Nebraska. Ooh. The Spicy Jack runs the sandwich. Swiss cheese runs the sandwich. Yeah, it looks good. So you're not, but it's a pretty good idea though. If Nebraska loves it, get yeah. the heavy Christian land sponsored by uh, Runza. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it should happen. It's and probably you know, a couple of o- o- linemen or something, and they all go to I bet, Runza I bet together. Some of the Nebraska football players probably they do are. actually, because There's like every a lot of them, JD, there is a lot of them. Nebraskans love Runza. It's crazy. Like there's a big thing in Memorial Stadium on Nebraska football game days where you like everyone needs to run in Memorial Stadium. But so it would be a good deal right, for so Nebraska athletes. They, there, there's some in Colorado. There's some in Kansas now. There is some in Missouri actually. I don't know, where the hell is this? There's 85. Oh no, that's Iowa, Clarinda, Iowa. It looks like Missouri. It's on the just map. on the other well, side of the border. I was gonna say it doesn't look like. Like there's a whole bunch. Like we got like 25 in freaking Omaha, and then yes. <laughs> I think maybe there's one over the border. I was we don't want that runs of crap. Great ranch. You know what they need to up. do? You know what they need to do? Hmm. They need to sponsor Spencer Lee, someone on the Iowa team, so they bring the runs over the border. Oh, Start expanding. There we go. That yeah. would be smart. There, uh, there was like right when NIL came out and. It was easier to track like the big deals. I think it was the Auburn quarterback who got a deal with Milo's Sweet Tea, which is like wow. the sweet tea in the southeast. Tea. And they love sweet tea. They do. <laughs> People they and it tea. is. We had some Georgia teammates when I was at Mizzou and dude, they there's a bunch of damn sugar in the tea guys. Hello, McFly. Yeah, it's just sugar water. <laughs> it's, just, it's sugar water. It's hey man. Man. I had a bad phase where I drank a lot of sweet tea. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's so Is your good, sugar though. water, Christian piles. It's like a melted donut. It's just delicious. Oh my it, god! Hey, there's there the runs, there's, this is a success. There's 14 in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, what I is told the population you they love of Lincoln, Nebraska? What is the population? It's got to be less than 100,000, right? No, it's over more than that. But it's 100 something thousand, I believe. Let me see. I'll tell you. Oh wow! Almost three hundred eighty-three. Almost three hundred thousand. I did. I would not have guessed if you said which is bigger, Lincoln or Des Moines. I would have gotten that one wrong for sure. Oh wow, Des Moines big, is not as big as Lincoln. That surprises me. It, but Des Moines yeah, has the whole yeah. Des Moines metro area. So yeah, some of them. It's like how you just measure, like how far you allow your the the border to. All right. Anyway, let's see. I'll, I'll see if uh, metro density. Des Moines metro pop. Oh, Des Moines metro pop is. 700. There you go. That makes more sense. Okay, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, I have to assume, wants to know what Ben is best at. Let's hear this question. What does that mean? I don't know. Hey, what's up, Ben? This is Coach K here. I'm listening to an old show. You're complaining, not enough voicemail, so here you go. I got a question for you. Pick one that you're the best at. What are you the best at of these three options? One, folk-style wrestling. Two, coaching youth in high school wrestling. Three, Cryptocurrency. What are you the best at of those three? Thanks, Ben. Have a great day. Uh, definitely folk style wrestling, for sure. I don't even consider myself. I consider myself like an advocate or maybe uh, an avid fan of cryptocurrency. But there's guys who are levels above me uh, easily. Um, coaching. I, th- I think I'm getting there in coaching, but uh, yeah, I still got to prove it. You know, I can say it, say it, but we're we're starting to do it. This uh this voicemail kind of parlays off that a uh, Michael from the Pacific Northwest Tyler from to play that one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Michael Andrews calling in from the Pacific Northwest. I actually got two questions for you. Um, both of them are around this whole transition we have right now from folk style and college season getting ready to rev up into our freestyle season. Um, so the first question is for Ben. And Ben, I was wondering if folk style was in the Olympics. How many gold medals would you have? Because I'm assuming you're going to say that you would win multiple. So how many would you have and who in the world would give you your toughest match? My second question is, it seems like over the past two years, 
at the Worlds and also at the Olympics, um, we have seen guys like David Taylor, um, some of our female wrestlers as well, coming in and using some traditional folk-style techniques like an arm bar and a half and things like that to get turns and pins and freestyle. Um, I was wondering, with all the debate we always have of if folk-style hurts us on the international scene, could we actually start using some of these techniques more um, that international competition maybe isn't used to as much and use the folk style technique as actually a springboard to help us with turns and parterre position. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, so I would say, I mean, I'd like to think I would have won. I can't prove it in folk style because I, I think I was significantly better at folk style than freestyle. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think so. Um, and then I would say for the second question, um, I think guys are using some of the techniques creatively and there's some other, you know, it's just some few positional things that we do maybe a little bit different. Uh, but I don't know that there's that many more folk style techniques you can use in freestyle. You know, we saw Keegan use handful, obviously saw David Taylor do it. Um, some of the bars, but the problem, and this is, we talk about this in my freestyle practices right now is the problem is say like a Turk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I double like you. And I turk you, and I got a minute 50 seconds left in the period. And folks, it's outstanding because number one, you're not getting away, right? Likely, I'm holding you on your back, and probably for as long as I want to hold you on your back for. Um, but freestyle, if they can just stay flat for 15 ish seconds, they're going to get brought up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they don't actually have to stop you from turning them, they just have to stop you from turning them for 15 seconds or so. And so, like, some of these moves. Um, they just kind of take too long in, in freestyle. Like if you gave a person long enough time with the Turk, yeah, they're likely going to turn it over. But if you say, well, no, you're limited to 15 seconds or whatever, then it makes it more challenging. Okay. Um, this tweet from, uh, I think this will make Ben a bigger fan of baseball. Um, <laughs> we know he's not a big baseball guy, but I think this could I used push, to. Him, push him over, push him back to watch a little more baseball. I don't know if Tyler can pull it in here. Um, but it was funny. Uh-oh. All right, it's coming. It's coming. Have you seen this video yet? I don't know why sometimes yet, my face looks right, so this. shiny on the camera. Why is that? What's the deal there? All right, watch this. <clears throat> Hold on. He's, he's oh, music. can we replay it? Yeah. I wasn't sure what to look at. Is this the, is this the picture? Oh, that was like some Bobby Boucher stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, apparently in this, I guess is a tech, some sort of a college baseball game, the pitcher just comes up and absolutely, well, he, so he blows this guy up. as though the runner had hit a home run or something because uh-huh. he's not, not running that quickly. That's where baseball is weird, Christian. Like, yes. I grew up watching a lot of baseball, but the whole, like, if I hit a home run, I can't party on you. Otherwise, you're going to, like, throw a ball at me the next time or something. Like, listen, dude. <laughs> If I smash a ball over that fence, I should get to party on you all I want. Yeah. Like, I hit it over the I hit it over the damn fence. I should get to do whatever I want. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Especially I mean, you say whatever you want, but it's it's not like it's not even that extravagant what what it requires getting hit. Just a bat flip or you stare at it too long and you literally get a, a ball hurled at you at ninety five miles an hour in retaliation for um, Yeah. It's really uh, yeah. weird. Baseball is really weird and sort of backwards in, in a lot of it's, ways it's almost uh, almost a little too uh too ego you i think you say egotistical right the guy I would is say that you're, you're taking a stab of my ego because you hit a home run off me and so i, I internalize that anger until the next time you're up which is going to be likely like an hour later if it's free, baseball is slow it's gonna be it's not like you can do it one minute later like oh i'm gonna get him you know like you gotta you gotta remember that for like 45 minutes and stay mad and then the next time he comes up you got to get them, like. But then you get the best part of baseball, which is the fights. No, I mean, I don't listen. Uh, I fought people for a living, so maybe I'm being a little judgy here. Um, but throwing a baseball at someone really hard when you can throw as hard as a pitcher can, like that, seems like it should be like assault and battery or something. <laughs> you should get in trouble for that. It, it yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely a weird thing. It's it, it is very dangerous to be able to do that. You just hit him in the hip. Well, they don't always. Sometimes <laughs> they hit him in the face. Yes. All right. Let's uh, 
get to some more questions here. This is a question from Daniel Nelson at half man, half, half Nelson. <laughs> Long time <laughs> listener, first time asker. What wrestler currently in the transfer portal will have the best year in 2022? Oh, I got to bring up my transfer portal right now then. So currently we are uh, on April 21st, 2020. Just FYI. So people know. Yes, we are. I'd uh, say maybe Fine Silver or Henson, Tate Samuelson. There's Ooh, Tate uh, Dom Demas is a well, good one, but no, I have the so best answer. Is, hold on, is Real Woods out? Are we considering him not in the yeah, portal he's not anymore? In the portal anymore. Okay, so he went and he went through the portal, and now he's no longer in it. Yes, through the Nexus portal. I, you know who I'm picking? Shane Griffin. I can't find the. Freaking portal. Shanker's not uh, in the oh, technically he is, he is in the portal. He oh, doesn't want to come out. He loves the portal. That's ridiculous. He doesn't count. He counts. Come on. Look at the question. Currently in the transfer portal. Why can't I freaking Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Are got you it. Googling porthole? Because that's probably why. <laughs> so currently in the portal. Okay, who's who else we got as options? I, I like the Wyatt Samuelson option. That's a good option. I don't think Shane Griffin should count. Um, Sorry, dude. I like fine silver. Montalvo is a good option. Oh yeah, Monday's in there. Oh, you know who I like? Oh, I got I got my one. I don't. I'm saying Griffin soft. I like Slavikuski. Yeah, that's a good, good one. Very good. I forgot one. about Big Slav. He's Big a beast. Slav. Yeah, we have some good guys. I'll, I'll go Slavikuski. All right, let's get in our feelings a little bit here from Dean FRLQ asker. What time is the most sad you've ever been? After a wrestler's loss, and why? There's been certain guy. I mean, like I, I don't personal I mean, ties. I mean, you, yeah, you coach Christian, man. When a dude puts it all the way in, and then they don't get what they want, that's pretty damn depressing. It sucks because, like, you know, there's been times when we've had like just a great round. Like, you know, you get seven out of eight champs, or or something, right? Or maybe it's the semis. I don't know. And you're like, wow, that's a great round. But then the one dude that lost, you are just freaking depressed for that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Snyder losing with the team title on the line. Pretty depressing. Uh, yeah. So there's like there's there's two there's like two categories here. There's like the fan sad. Yeah, I'm going. And then fan. there's like the personal sad. Yeah. Um definitely, yeah, had one of those when I was a coach where a guy had won regionals and beat the guy that he lost to in the state finals he would beat him like five like the week before and then lost to him that was very that definitely like i did not i would yeah i was yeah i had a kind of a crazy coaching really messed me up and in, in somewhat like i wasn't ready to like emotionally handle like some of that stuff it really sucked yeah. so it's, dude it's hard it was, yeah it was uh, brutal i learned a lot through that um yeah but i don't one of the things one of the saddest things I think was, and this was at the time I thought this, and then only after did I get to know this person and learn about how much this loss kind of did mess with him. But when Dennis lost to Ness uh, in the NCAA finals, I just remember watching that being like, dude, that's the kind of way you lose that like stays with you. And not that's me not knowing Daniel Dennis at all. Just, just how he lost and just kind of the expression on his face yeah. like that is going to be an absolutely devastating thing for him and he's going to have a lot of regret about that and it turns out like yeah that was like for him at that time it was it was absolutely devastating and it you know we did a whole film about it you should, so you should just watch that but it was bad um so that was definitely one for me where i was like i thought about it for a while and that was before i even knew him yeah any for you ben uh, We're sharing our feelings now, Ben. Uh, there's just too many. I honestly, when <laughs> it could be at, at a lower level, like a kid who works really hard and doesn't make it to staters. I mean, you know, it's like yeah, not even really, really high level wrestling. Just a you know, a kid who has really committed himself and done all the right things, and you know, there's no guarantee you get what you want. So, yeah, it could be kind of depressing sometimes. Tanner Huffman, you've never dug deep into why you think. Penn State is so successful in big matches. Can Funky Ben Askren put those sports psychology classes to work and give us a guess at Kale's secret sauce? 
So, uh, Kristen, I feel like we've done this like 20 times. I feel like we always talk about it. I feel like we always talk about it. When I read this question, I'm like, does he not listen to the show? Because we, I feel like we've talked about this ad nauseum, and I almost like don't even feel like talking about it more because we've talked about it that much. I don't think it's just psychology, obviously. I think there's just like myriad factors that probably go into it. Yeah, skill, so skill set is an obvious one. Um, and then psychology. Yes, I mean, there's really, there's really two things: skill set and psychology. Those would be the two things. I would say so, game planning has to be a huge factor. Uh, but so here's the thing about game plan. I was talking about to my kids about this. Here's the thing about game planning. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess yeah, correct. So we'll say skill set, strategy, and psychology. Um, three S's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, with this, with your skill set, um, I was thinking about this. Like at the NCAs, almost all the coaches they get the draws ten days ahead of time. They're likely keying in on people very closely, and you know probably they're probably watching like the first two possible opponents. Then obviously after that, then you're going to get time to scout the rest. And so if you have a stylistically, and honestly, one of the guys who I think is is guilty of this would be Marinelli. If you have a style which is relatively simplistic and you can't do a lot of things, there's going to be certain guys who are hard matchups for you because they have the the antidote to whatever you're bringing to the table. And when strategically or game plan wise, you can be super super effective is when you can say, so let's just let's just simplify this to three things. I shoot a single to my right side, I shoot a high cross to my left side, and I snap them down. Okay, if the guy has I shoot a single. So we'll say Tristan Moran. He's great. If you shot Tristan, Tristan high crotch on Tristan Moran, you're very likely getting scored on. Mm-hmm. Okay, which a lot of guys did. Like I think Chad Red did a couple times. Listen. So the first time I saw Tristan, I shot a high crotch. I'm like, oh man, he's kind of good there. Like, well, how about I just double leg him? Or how about I just snap him down? <laughs> but if all I had was a high crotch, I would only be able to shoot the high crotch. Yeah. And I don't have another. I can't say, oh well, a high crotch is a bad idea. Maybe I'll just freaking snap him down. You know, or something like that. And so that's where, like, having multiple options, and really the more you, you have, the better you are, you know, like, because some guys there's really good when you attack their legs, or, you know, so you got to arm drag them. Um, some guys you got to force underneath you because they struggle when they get underneath you, you know, like, so the more of these options you have uh, to implement in your game plan, the better you are. And if we think about a lot of the Penn State guys, they're really diverse. They can uh, do things up bottom. They're great on, most of them are really good on top. Um, some of the recent guys don't turn as much as the past guys. They're generally good with baseline defense and high-level scrambling defense. And then offensively, they usually have more than one option. Perfect. From from a that's a strategic standpoint. Right. Don't forget the three S's, guys. <laughs> Nick Kroninger. When I was in high school, I never realized I could have asked my coaches to let me borrow instructional videos. Remember those. What are other things that youth wrestlers can do to get better that they do not realize may be available to them? Oh my God, it's so easy now uh, with all. So I actually was saying to uh, um, some of the day, I want to, I, I do, uh, we have, I think Max, I have 19, it was an advertisement, but it's not, I'm going to say something else. Uh, we have 19 DVDs on wrestling fanatics. And sometimes I watch advertisements come up for certain people, not everyone, but certain people, I'm like, Shit, I need to go. I need to go do some homework and watch that guy and just see what he's saying. Kind of like what I told you yesterday about my style is like, I watched everybody, you know. So I need mm-hmm. to go. I need to go watch their technique DVDs and see what they're saying. But I think even more, maybe maybe not like a real low level should be watching the technique DVDs, but the higher level should be watching matches. And even if you're not able to like verbalize every single little thing that's going on, you kind of in your brain somewhere, it's, it's all recording. Right. And you're figuring out how certain parts go together and how everything works. Got it. Um, watch lots of matches. So you think watch a lot of matches. Yes. If you can find them, they're only everywhere. Basically all the world championships from like 2014 or 15 on are very easily found on, yeah. Uh, on YouTube, and of course we have a lot on Flow. So yeah, definitely watch a lot of matches. Pick your favorite wrestlers, watch them a bunch, try to wrestle like them. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. like just, uh, I feel like it, at the youth level, like I, there's a, less of an emphasis on just overall strength and endurance training. I think it's more about just all supplemented with wrestling practice, and I think um, that's definitely can be a huge 
if you're really, really strong and in really, really good shape, it's going to help you yeah. in, in wrestling. So it's something you can all, always be, be – and it's going to help you in every sport too. So do that. Don't don't just Become practice. a gymnast. Become a gymnast. That is big. Um, okay. Other questions. Uh, everyone is talking hey, about – Okay. Uh, sorry. I really like the voicemails. We should get those. That's glad that people called. I like it. I like them too. Uh, are there any big ones I missed, JD? We had, as you mentioned, we had quite a few. I want to get to J Rams. All right, let's hit J Ram. Oh, we got more. Hey, my name is J Ram. That's just my street name. Wow. I got a question. <laughs> I want you guys' takes on the 10 world weights being different than the six Olympic weights, like completely different weights. So people have to shift, and it takes the emphasis off of those non Olympic weights. Mm. Part uh... two. If you guys don't want to talk about wrestling, because sometimes Pyle likes to go off and not talk about wrestling stuff, I want to know why Chipotle and Kidoba tortillas are so much different than the ones I buy at the store. It really bothers me. I want to make a burrito just like them, but I don't have that type of tortilla. So, uh, please let me know. Uh, you said this is my first time listener and last time caller, so please ask uh, one of these questions. What a Answer, legend. Whatever. He said this is the last time he's calling. He said first time listener, last Look, time caller. Once you find out the secret to Chipotle and Cadoba's no, tortillas. Are, are we just talking about size or are we actually talking about like texture and other things? Well, I I am with him that like the tortillas you get at the grocery store almost. I, it's because you need the press. Yeah, maybe it's the press. They're so it's thick. Presses. Right? You don't yeah, like that. Yeah, too thick. I don't like too thick. No, there's store. a couple companies. I don't, I don't know them offhand, but there's a couple companies who make some pretty good ones. I wish I could tell you what they were offhand. My wife, I don't know. I think because we let them go bad so often because they only came in stacks of like 30. There yeah. were these frozen ones that were good, so good. Well, you, you put them on like a skillet to warm them up, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They were delicious. Maybe that's part of the secret. Hey, but he, I always warm mine. J-Ram is right, though. They are they are different and, and superior. And the ones at the grocery store, I have not found ones that are that are comparable. That's probably uh, pro- proprietary technology. Because if you could make a Chipotle-like burrito, why would you go to Chipotle? Exactly the right. convenience. Yeah, it is convenient. <laughs> um, and then we talked about... Uh, uh, we've talked about before that it would be kind of interesting if they... So obviously, with the exception of heavyweight, staggered the other five weights in between, right? So if it was like uh, weight, it, not Olympic, weight one, weight two, and then the first Olympic weight is between those two, you yeah. know, something like that, where they would stagger them. So everyone had to move in the Olympic year, not this is the Olympic weight, and, and you know, certain people are moving down or up. Yeah, I'm in favor of that. Would y'all, we might have actually talked about this, Sec go ten and six like it is now, or eight across the board. Ooh, give me eight. I I don't know. That's I love easy. 10. I love ten right now. I could kind of do. I could kind of do without one in the upper weights, but I would probably put one more. So I would I would start at where we're at fifty five. Um, or we're at 57 now. 57. I think we go. I, so my, my simplistic way was 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, and then heavyweight. That would be really simplistic. I think you do every four kilograms also, like from the beginning, maybe. Yes. So I, I kind of like the I like the idea. I would like to actually see the weights in, in practice, like well, what, what they yeah. would look What's like. What's the best world team trials of all time? Or in your lifetime, well, seventeen, obviously. You know why? Because they had eight weights. Well, but that's really, but that's, that's JD, not necessarily that's, um, But that's also only one fact. So yeah, if we only that was a huge weights, factor we're... because it made but, all those guys wrestle. George, yeah, but Kyle. that's not what we want. That's not that doesn't mean that's, that's, that's the want. best. That just if we want to say what's the most fun matches, we'll have four weights and make everyone wrestle each other. Yeah. Well, that's I think eight's a nice little happy medium. Um, I like eight. eight. Uh, I nine or ten, I think, is probably proper. It would be the best. Yes, ten is definitely a good number for spreading them apart. I think, like as they should be, eight is probably too few. Some guys, especially if it's even though, points, are going to get caught in between a little bit. Yeah, but the set like the seventy nine to eighty six gap, 
uh is that one that one is especially annoying for, uh because then you go 86 to 92 which is a smaller gap but a larger person so on percentage basis is way smaller like it's so freaking stupid and then you go uh 70 to 74 which is um it's bigger than the 65 or, or smaller than the 65 to 70 it doesn't make any sense it's this is like for me this is like prime example of uww shenanigans like, guys, just make it make sense. Like, make the weight classes move at, at a, a proper structure. Don't just, like, like what are you doing? You go four kilograms, four kilograms, five kilograms, four kilograms. Wait, why'd you go five? I don't freaking know. Uh, four kilograms, seven kilograms. Wait, what? Five, seven. Like, where would make them fours, make them fives. Like, do something easy. Yeah, it the, the spacing doesn't make a lot of sense uh, to me. The, my my reservation with going down to eight is like, well, would they would we lose um, another lightweight? You know, they're because they're kind of which I would not want to. Yeah. Um, I do I do like I see I feel like fifty seven sixty one sixty five is a great opening three weights. Fifty seven. So uh, yeah. So I I don't disagree, and I think those are kind of equally. So then from there maybe you go. 65 69 73 and then maybe by fives so like 78 83 88 or something to that effect um something that makes sense just but just when they're going four five seven six like what are we doing here yeah um any chance can ben can rate the best wrestling camps provide any insight into what to look for i don't know asking for high school level there was one I was just complaining about though the other day. I I, I won't say the name, but I, um, I and I don't really work like any anymore. I just I just coach AW pretty much. Maybe once in a while I'll do one. Um, but there was this one someone was asking me about. Um, and you went there and they had a lot of kids because I think they made it cheap and it was like at a high school. Mm-hmm. But it was like every thirty five minutes I was going somewhere else. So I didn't get the schedule. I show up, you know, whatever. I'm hey, you're working starting at nine a.m. Nine a.m. Go. And it was like thirty five minutes here, thirty five minutes there, twenty eight minutes here, forty two minutes there. And it was like, holy man, I can show like one move. Why am I ever? Why am I even here? This is freaking stupid. Yeah. That so, makes no and sense. I know their idea was the kids get to see like a lot of different people type thing but it was just like dude 35 minutes like like i'm saying like hello introducing myself and showing like i don't know two and a half moves or something yeah yeah that's kind of a waste of time in my opinion okay um anything else before we we get on out of here there's another voicemail i want to get to because we actually got (laughs) we got an answer to it this morning let's go the zach from georgia zach from georgia Hi, my name is Zach Howard. I live uh, down here in Georgia. Um, <clears throat> with so many seniors that, you know, commit to these bigger colleges, uh, foregoing their senior year in high school, uh, I did recently see Bo Bassett said that he's going to do that for uh, all of his years of high school. Uh, obviously, I think he's kidding, but uh, do you think that we could eventually see kids, you know, skipping two, three, and sometimes all of their high school wrestling careers just to train at an RTC? Wait, so, um, Christian, maybe I missed something, but there's been like in the last five years, maybe like, I don't know, five to seven guys who skipped their senior year. Yeah, it's, a pretty, small num- it's a pretty small number, small. In, in my opinion, like Levi, Nick Lee. Um, Aaron Brooks, Kyle I think, Snyder. did Kyle Snyder, Aaron Not Pico, if you count him. Um, Aaron Pico maybe only did like one or he two years. One year yeah, and he didn't go to an RTC or anything. He just wanted to train freestyle. Right. Yeah. Will it become more popular though? Um, I think there's still a, a good enough for maybe like a Kyle Snyder type. I mean, especially when you're really large. It may be hard to get really good workouts, but say if you're like a, a 138 pounder, right, and you're really high level, and as long as your, your local club or team doesn't totally suck, like you, you, there's probably 152 pounders that could probably go with you, like go good where you get a really hard good workout, you know, or a coach likely can go with you. Um, I think it would be pretty rare that the athlete is so good that there's very few coaches and or teammates who can go with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 
it could become slightly more prevalent where we see, you know, more than just one guy a year do it. We could see, you know, but I don't think it'll ever be a huge, huge yeah. percentage of even the elite of the elite recruits. Yeah, because well, I don't understand what the draw is because they, they could travel there, right? And say, hey, I could go there for a couple weeks or something to that effect. But um, you'd obviously have to get your own housing. No one's paying for your housing at that point. Um, you'd have to enroll, enroll in an online high school or a local high school. Um, you, you know, your parents, I, I don't know if they would trust you enough at that point to live on your own. Um, you know, obviously you're getting close to doing it in college, but right. So there's kind of a whole bunch of hurdles to cross. And as long as your current situation is really good, um, you know, are, you know, are pretty good. I just don't see the point. Yeah. Kyla Welker did this this past year. Right. What do you mean? She finished up early and did online or I don't remember if she graduated a year Kyla early. Kyla doesn't live in Wisconsin. I've just seen her a couple times. I thought she's I know there. she went out to the OTC for quite some time and she either graduated early or went full online her senior year so Got that it. she could do that. Um but Bo Bassett uh replied to the real Avery Lynch who asked basically the same question minutes before the show and said we have never slowed down. We definitely shifted the focus earlier to freestyle, but next year McCourt has Ironman, Powerade, and Beast of the East on the schedule. Then in January, I heard the plan was to shift to freestyle while most are worrying about states. Best of both. Okay. He heard uh, the plan. Wait. Um, I guess I'm a little bit confused. So because they said Bishop with the McCourt. sanctions to Bishop McCourt, like, but he's not going just full freestyle. Screw high school. So he can wrestle in a few matches out of state, or like that aren't state. that aren't like PIAA so, yeah. sanctioned. So he only can't re- he only can't wrestle in or he slash they only can't wrestle in the PIAA state series, I guess. Right. Then or duels probably. Oh, or PIAA duels. Uh, got it. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know all the exact details. The other question I had, which I don't remember the answer, but I was thinking, was, can those kids go somewhere else and be eligible? Or is it only the school or is it anyone who was on the school like roster-ish at the time? But then obviously they weren't in high school, so how could they be on the school roster? I think they could. I mean, they could transfer to a uh, – well, who knows? I mean, I maybe you're not allowed well, to change schools in Pennsylvania anymore. Yeah, but. Obviously, Sam and, Slim, Sam and Blair have no rules, so you could go to like one of those. Yes, they're prep. They don't compete at the PIAA. They're not under their watch. Yeah. So yeah, I, they could move if, uh, but yeah, I think they're they're gonna get sanctioned again though. <laughs> could yeah, that is definitely possible. Okay. I think the individuals did get sanctioned because it was like really? they got sanctioned for a couple, of them and the team got sanctioned for more. The coach, I can't remember all. I'd have to go back and read the ruling. Got it. Jonathan from Massachusetts has one. We could play his. Hey, guys. This is uh, Jonathan from New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, I'm calling to get you guys' thoughts on which you think is the biggest or are the biggest college wins of all time. Um, I like to think that Kyle Dake over David Taylor, in my opinion, is one of, if not the biggest college win ever. Uh, Kyle Dake really stopped David Taylor from becoming a three-time Hodge Trophy winner and three-time national champion. Um, I know uh, Owens over Gable is probably number one, but I just want to get your thoughts on uh, the question. Thank you. Bye. Jonathan is definitely from Massachusetts. Yeah. I know I know mine. What's yours? He not. Pendleton over Askren? Oh, hell no. <laughs> you lost, jackass. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, the National Christian called JV. Uh Mark Schultz bumped up. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bannock to stop him from being the first four-time NCAA champion ever in an absolutely electrifying match. And then Christian said that was JV. Ah, uh, I didn't say, I, yeah, you have never produced that tape. So <laughs> once you produce it, then perhaps we could we could discuss uh, that. Not my like, favorite stuff match. Like, uh, that is why I generally defer to wrestling. The guys are much better now. Then. I don't know, man. 30, 40 years ago. I think that's as high as level as it gets. Um, I mean, I think Dake Taylor is... Dake Taylor is... I don't know if there's one. any way to beat that, honestly. Pretty legendary. Gwiz yeah. Snyder is up there oh, yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. But um, 
like the data doesn't lie like the most people ever tuned in to watch Take and Taylor. Snyder Gwiz was also an an amazing match as well. Amazing. Like I think it, coming in there there was almost nobody picking Nick to win that match. Like very very few people were giving him a shot at that point in time. And man, he he very nearly did it. Um that was definitely the most hype match of that year. That yeah. is one of the top matches where if somebody goes, hey, I've never seen a wrestling match before, show me one, like that one comes to mind as a match to show somebody. Yeah. To get them to like wrestling and enjoy enjoy 10 minutes. It was a very good match for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other big ones we might be missing. I mean, a big one. I, this is like I don't know. Well, I feel like we could come up with a lot of big ones, but then when you compare them to the magnitude of what we just said, it's like, well, not really. You know, it's okay, so like uh, Bo Nickel get, getting put to his back and then reversing a pinning oh, Miles Martin, essentially for the team title. Like that's pretty legendary. Um, then the whole that's what we do. That is a huge one. Yes. Ooh, but Caldwell over Metcalf. Oh, Caldwell over Metcalf for sure <laughs> is up was, there. Yeah, big one. That for sure is up there, man. No, you're right, Ben. That that is, yeah. that one is huge. Um, yeah. Because with everything, the team on the line, the greatest mm-hmm. team race ever, uh, yeah. two of the best teams, you know, we've seen in a long ever, time. Yeah. And yeah, it coming down to that match and getting the pin that way, very. Mm-hmm. very who, who was up by fourteen points? Oh, and got no, it was Lambrecht 12, and Roan. Lambrecht and Roan. Yeah. Lambrecht. That's insane. That, yeah, that's just like an insane – that's not a, necessarily a big match, just an insane yeah. – one of the most insane ones. Lambrecht made that yeah. tilt look absolutely impossible to stop. Like it was just a fate. And that is be. weird because the next year he wasn't as, nearly as good. He was a good disc golfer though. Really? <laughs> that's Lambrecht threw a mean sidearm. Could he beat you? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, I don't think he ever got quite as good as me, but he was really good. What do you mean look it up? Did he play like professionally? Uh, no, 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 but you can, everyone has a rating, so you can look up what his rating was. Every, every round you play in disc golf, uh, that you, you like get record. Uh, it, it, well, well, in competition. In a, so, not, not in a, that's what I'm saying. Like, he competed oh, not professionally. He, plays, like, he is currently a 961, like, so that's a really good disc golfer. Uh, and he still plays in tournaments. He just, uh, he won some cash in a pro masters a couple weeks ago. Dang. What a yeah. beast. Yeah. Okay. He did set. He's played in seventy-four career events. That has got to be so many more than me. There's no way I've played anywhere near that amount. He's he's about it. Yeah. All right. We're gonna call it a week, folks. All right. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day, in. guys. We'll be back next Tuesday. That's for sure. We hope you guys have a great, great weekend. Plenty of content coming out about the U.S. Open, women's freestyle. U17, you all, all the things happening. We have content up about all of it. Make sure you check it out. Check out our stuff from Arizona State that we did. We did a workout um, highlight video. It's really sweet. Interviews with Mark Perry at Walk and Talk. Got stuff with Zeke Jones. On and on and on it goes. Keep calling into the voicemail. Those hey, were fun. Those are great. 515-509-5071. 515-509-5071. Call tall free today. Thanks, guys. See ya.